It is another edition of Making Money, the show that tries to provide a little financial literacy, give you some insight into how you should manage your affairs. If you're going to think about retiring, as everybody seems to, you know, eventually we all reach that point where it's time to hang it up. The financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager, and me, Gord Whitehead, retired broadcaster. We're both in that boat, Ron. Uh, and we talked a lot about this during our time together over the 40 years that we've known each other. And there is a list you've put together, 10 questions you need to ask yourself before you retire. Yeah, let's start off with number one, Gord, because you want to be prepared. And the, the first question is, do you have a tax strategy? Because if you work for someone else, uh, you're just used to having the taxes taken off your paycheck, sent to the government, and uh, typically at the end of the year, if there's a slight shortfall, uh, you end up having to pay. If there's a, a surplus, you end up getting some money back. But when you're retired, that doesn't happen so much anymore, and you're living off your investments. And, of course, as you live off those investments, often you're selling things or moving things around, which creates tax events. So you need to figure out what your quarterly payments are going to be because Revenue Canada, CRA, wants you to make quarterly installments. So you need to sit down and figure out how are you going to do that? Where are you going to get the liquidity from? Because usually the 15th of September, the 15th of uh, December, 15th of March, 15th of June, uh, they want their money. And so uh, rather than struggle at the last minute before you retire, you want to structure your portfolio so it's producing cash flow. It has liquidity so that you can sell things uh, or you can have money market funds or cash available uh, to make those installments as you need to. Okay. Uh, what about fulfilling life to transition to once you retire? You know, that it, it's a big step. And I remember when I went through it, you, you, you sit there, you find yourself sitting around going, holy smokes, I'm not working anymore. <laughs> yeah, what am I going to do with myself? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a, a person needs to spend a little bit of time uh, analyzing their social, their spiritual, their serving, their family, their physical, their intellectual pursuits. Uh, and, and what are they going to do with all these things when they pull a pin? And do you have a bucket list? So, you know, you just don't want to become a couch potato eating Twinkies, uh, watching, uh, watching football games all the time. You want to have a meaningful life to go to. And generally, a good time to do that is before you retire, not to, to land on your couch and the alarm doesn't go off the first morning you're retired and you don't have a clue what you're going to do from there on out. So having things to go to is very important and you find that if you have a meaningful life to go from and a meaningful life to go to that uh, frankly the number of uh, ailments you have goes down dramatically your health improves and generally you live longer okay what about uh, your estate you should be talking to those who are involved in your family or if you don't have immediate family whoever your beneficiaries are going to be you want to get all of that your ducks in a row right you, you certainly do, and, and often the, the fights come not over money, Gord. Often the fights come over, over, over stuff. There's been a painting hanging on the wall uh, in the house that's been passed down for three generations, and everybody has talked to mom and dad and said, well, mom and dad, uh, when they were around, they said, I get the painting. So 
So, you know, there can be big fights over things like a collector car, a, a watch that's been passed down from generations that cause people to hate each other. So, you know, when you're making this transition, make sure that you spend some time with sufficient communication with the beneficiaries. And another area, especially, is if you've got a cottage and you've got three or four kids. You've got a couple kids that want to keep the cottage, one that wants to sell, uh, the one that wants to sell can't afford to keep it. Well, you need those things sorted out beforehand because uh, maybe the two kids that want to keep the cottage don't have uh, the money to pay out the, uh, the person that wants to sell. You know, those things just pull families apart, and you certainly want sufficient communication among the beneficiaries be- while you're there, there to be the referee and not after you're gone. And the legal system ends up being the referee. I know you, uh, you, you've mentioned in past shows, Ron, I remember us talking about this once, where you've, you've been through this, you've seen this firsthand when you've helped people with their estates, and it, it can get really nasty, can't it? I was involved in an estate, uh, this was after I retired, and I was uh, uh, asked to be the beneficiary, and I was the beneficiary, and then the, the person uh, who asked me, because she didn't have any close family, but she had extended family, and she had friends, and the there was there was a miscommunication about what each one of them was going to get, and these supposed friends turned out to be vicious. It took me four years to settle the estate court, and a lot of it was just because there wasn't sufficient communication between the various parties, so they really knew where things were were going to end up because the the promises uh, had been you know, indirect, you know, uh, you know, we'll have to sit down and talk about maybe, uh, this would be, uh, this, this asset would be good for you. Well, that's not a commitment. And of course, when you get someone who's in the process of talking out loud about what they would, what they might or could do, you know, they're just verbalizing in their own mind how things could work out. You really need things written down and very, very clear where they're going to go. Otherwise you're going to end up with big fights, and I've seen uh, estates that have been fought off uh, with lawyers on both sides, and they've gone on for decades. And uh, what's happened is health has been ruined, people hate each other, and really, it, with a, some simple communication, you can, you can end up solving most of that. So talk to your executor before... You pass yeah. away, right? Yeah. 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 And make sure that your executor knows exactly what uh, you want to do. So you, if, if you've talked to the kids and you haven't talked to the executor or vice versa, uh, the communication isn't clear across the people that are, that are executing the, the instructions in the estate and the beneficiaries. You want everybody to be singing out of the same hymn book is really what uh, we're talking about here. So this is all tied to the importance of having some estate planning. And this, the, uh, the first one, the cornerstone there is a will, correct? A wills, powers attorney, personal directives up to date. And, you know, we've talked about in the past that Aretha Franklin and Prince for example, which had mega huge estates and hundreds of millions of dollars. Neither one of them had a will. Uh, neither one of them really had personal directives that I know of. And so for the family, the, the family just ended up inheriting a mess because we all believe that we're going to live forever. But if you go back and look at history, 
the survival rate of individuals is zero. Sooner or later, we all are going to the big stock market in the sky. That's the one thing we all have in common. <laughs> that's one thing we all have in common. And, and of course, if you think you're going to live forever, that's one thing. But uh, unfortunately, we don't. And we don't know how long we're going to be here. So things like wills, powers, attorneys, and personal directives, a lot of people don't like doing them because it, it, it reminds them of their mortality. But if you stop and think for a minute what you're doing to the family if you don't have this, uh, where you could tear it apart or they could spend years uh, in as the courts partition the assets out because you haven't uh, taken the time to do so. It, it, actually, it's quite selfish not having a will or a power attorney or personal directive. You're thinking about yourself. You're not thinking about your family. So get it done, and uh, you'll be a lot happier, and you'll be relieved, actually, when you've got a plan in place. And speaking of plans... You should probably have a financial plan to fund your retirement, shouldn't you? Are you going to have enough cash here? Or? Yeah, you should know how much uh, capital you're going to need to retire and that that capital is going to last you for your retirement years. And uh, get a couple of opinions here, Gord. You know, we talked we talked earlier uh, before we got on the air here about, you know, uh, taking the time to maybe even have a couple people look at your financial plan because one of the biases in the investment community, if you have uh, someone who is uh, putting together a financial plan for you and then investing your money for you, is that the bias is to keep that money under their management for as long as possible because if you start living off your portfolio, reducing the capital in that portfolio, what happens is that advisor is going to make less money because there's going to be less capital to draw fees off of. So there's a natural bias in the financial community to uh, build a plan for you that has a bigger margin of safety than I think a lot of people need. So even if you get a plan done by someone in the financial community, have someone else look it over and, and just make sure that you're not saving too much because Saving too little can be a problem, but saving too much can also be a problem because it just means that you haven't been able to live your best life along the way because uh, you've been so worried about ending up on a park bench when you're 85 eating cat food. Number seven on your list is what we talked about in our last show. Have you reviewed your portfolio lately? Yeah, you want to make sure it's sufficiently diversified, provides enough income, and matches your risk tolerance. Uh, when you retire your appetite for risk magically drops because when you're living off your portfolio, especially if your portfolio goes down a lot, you don't want to have to sell investments uh, that have taken a significant hit to provide you with uh, lifestyle income. And that's just simply, if you sell them when they're low, they're not going to have a chance to come back. And that's capital loss permanently when you're selling things to the bottom. So you want to make sure that you've got enough liquidity so that if you've got a bear market that goes on for a year or so, that uh, you can draw cash flow from enough places where you're not having to sell things off at bargain basement prices. Should you be paying attention to whatever debt you have? If you have debt, you should probably try to get rid of it before you retire, correct? Uh, you know, people that take on big car payments or, or buy a big new house just before they retire and they figure, well, uh, things will be 
you know, generally the, the view is, well, it'll be just fine. Real estate goes up forever. Well, you see people that bought big houses in Toronto and big houses in Vancouver where a quarter of the country's population lives in those two centers. Well, real estate doesn't go up forever. And if it goes down and uh, you can't meet your payments, uh, you can't just sell the property uh, and use the profits to pay it off and then bank some of it. You know, you're going to be in the hole. So generally, you want to get out of debt before you retire. Uh, the best way, the safest way to go into retirement is being debt-free. What about big-ticket items? If you're thinking, you know, retirement's on the horizon and you're saying, well, oh, geez, my car's 10 years old. Maybe I should buy a new car. Do that before you retire? Yeah, get the car payment done. If you're going to get a boat, maybe get that done. If you're going to buy a cottage, you're probably not going to wait till 64, then retire at 65. Uh, you know, I mean... We bought our we bought a cottage that we were we use in retirement, and we bought it uh, 24 years ago, Gord. So we had a chance to have it all paid off, and we had lots of summers. We got to use it with our kids, uh, but we we went into retirement with no debt whatsoever. So we just didn't have that hanging over us, and we made sure that we we made a list of the big ticket items we we wanted before we retired a car. Uh, essentially, and we made sure we got those before we retired. The final, fi- final one on the list is: Have you got enough liquidity in your portfolio? If if all of a sudden you have to put a new furnace in the house, let's say. Yeah, and and, and yeah, furnace in the house. You have a medical emergency, or it's not. Maybe even you have an emergency. Maybe it's one of your kids that loses their job, and uh, or you know you got a, a a kid who's pregnant and has to. Um, uh, and, and uh, you know, there's just all kinds of things that come out of the blue which you'd never expect. So you want to have enough liquidity in your portfolio to be able to handle those emergencies because when you're not working, it can be very stressful on you, scrambling around trying to figure out where you're going to get the money to pay for this thing from, where if you have a fund that has some liquidity in it, it's, uh, it's quite effortless money out of that fund and you don't have to worry where the price of those assets are and uh, if the assets are down 30 or 40 percent you're not having to sell them at their lows uh, to pay for something you need right now okay well there you go some questions to ask yourself before you retire i know ron i i hearken back i i had set a date i'd said that's when i'm done right i had a contract that was expiring i said i'm not getting another one i'm finished you you want is that a good idea too should you don't make this a nebulous target. Try to set a date and then get your plan in place to reach that date. It, it, because re- planning for retirement is not just at uh, 64 years, 364 days, one day before your retirement. You sit down and say, aha, now's the time. we got to figure some of these things out. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if, if you can plan a decade in advance, uh, where you start building towards something, you start adjusting your portfolio, you, 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 you figure out, uh, yeah, I'm going to need a car at this time. Or, or I want to have my cottage paid off, or, or whatever it is. You know, I want to get all my wills and things like that, and I want to have enough cash so that on this particular date, I'm going to need uh, this much to retire because uh, I've got my, my, finan- my financial plan, I've got my, my tax plan done, um, and you're able to uh, take care of those things. 
So there you go. Some advice from the financial coach about retirement. A couple of veterans sitting in the chairs here that are actually living that thing right now. So I guess we kind of know of what we speak in this one, Ron. We're back next week with another edition of Making Money. And again, remember, if you have a show suggestion, something that we haven't touched on, drop us a note. Let'smakemoney.ca is our website or through cfcw.com, and we'll address it in upcoming episodes. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll be back with another episode of Making Money one week from today. Thank you. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.